0: not become a patron of the geocache talk network what are you waiting for patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at three dollars a month to sign up is easy simply go to the geocache talk website and click on the become a patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk patrons now get the famous blackout coin invites to special events and other really great items throughout the year become a patron today have you subscribed to ftf magazine yet
1: Hello, and welcome to Challenge Talk, part of the Geocache Talk Network. We broadcast live on the first Thursday of each month. Feel free to jump over to YouTube or Facebook to watch the broadcast live and join the wonderful and active chat room or listen to the entire show on your favorite podcast player.
2: In this episode, we'll be chatting about our recent travel challenge caching experiences. We also have prizes to give away each show to our listeners. Between each show, be sure to email your challenge cash finds to challenge talk podcast at gmail.com and you could be a winner.
1: And later in the show, we also play our special game exclusively for our live audience, The Wheel of Challenges. <laughs> so listen live, get your email app ready, and follow instructions when the time comes so you can have a chance at winning the grand prize, a one-year membership to Project GC. We are your hosts, Emily, that side, and Jeff from Cash the Line. We are Hi. happy to be here once again. Yes. Um, I just came back from a very week and a half of two vacations. So I'm kind of very strapped for time. So uh, it's going to be a fun night tonight.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're just flying tonight. I've been back for maybe uh, three days now. But yeah, I'm fresh off vacation too. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah, Yeah, we're 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 full of excitement from what we've just um, done lately. Jeff, we just want to can you turn up your volume? Lots of people in the chat are volume. asking.
1: I will do that <laughs> just now. Uh, so we want to also remind everybody about the GTN 45 challenge that uh, Geocache Talk Network has put to you. And I know, Emily, you've been sharing a lot about your uh, process on social media. How far are you now?
2: Right. So I think to finish, I need four more, ooh, what are they calling it? Fitness caches, fitness experiences. Um, and I need to stock for caches with swag. I've stocked my own. Um, but you know, honestly, when I go on vacation, I have to pick and choose and I don't pack too much swag with me. So I need to do some of that locally.
1: Mm hmm. And for anybody who hasn't yet heard of it, if you're listening for the first time or you just missed the announcement, the GTN 45 is a collection of a whole bunch of uh, challenges that we're putting out to you for the fun of it. And uh, the first one is to attend one event. The second is to hide two caches. The third one is to start three challenges. Fourth one, stock Four, caches, so bring swag and restock for people. And number five is to solve five puzzles. And the six is to find six fitness caches. Altogether, 45 finds in order to complete the challenge.
2: It's a great challenge. It gets mm. us off our couches. <laughs> you know, Maybe we've done a little bit too much of that lately. But it is <laughs> nice. It's <laughs> It's been nice to get out and do things. And this gives us a targeted thing to do with our time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's good because when we're, what we're talking about tonight is traveling and uh, looking for challenges. And this is another great uh, opportunity to look for qualifying activities and geocaches, mm-hmm. even towards the GTN 45. Uh, you can email any of your challenge caching questions, big or small, to challenge talk podcast at gmail.com, challenge talk podcast at gmail.com. Every show, we like to update our challenge caching statistics uh, from Project GC. They have a little box on their website that that provides information about the current status of all of their challenge caching, challenge checker scripts on the website. And uh, as of late, well, maybe about just under an hour ago, (laughs) the... uh, Number of active scripts, that is the uh, scripts that handle all of the challenge checking algorithms are up to 6,634, which is up 152 from last month. Uh, There are 37,303 unique challenges. Those are the different parameter sets. Uh, So uh, there could be multiple caches that all have the same parameter sets in different regions. So these are unique challenges. And that's up 402 from last month. And we have 45,522 active tags. And those are the unique checkers by GC code. So any number of caches could be duplicates, but there are active GC tags. Uh, That's up 559 from last month. So we're getting a whole bunch more. That's good.
2: Yeah, good. Challenge caching is still
1: growing. as of uh, or the search from the geocaching.com website searching by challenge cache attributes we are now at 31,694 active challenge cache listings worldwide which is up 209 from last month so Good. that's the that's the net change there could be archivals and all uh-huh. that for whatever reason we're still going up 200 so news from last month Not too much has happened, it seems, but (laughs) there is one big announcement. Yeah, for our network. Yeah, we have two thousand subscribers on the GeoCache Talk network.
2: All right. If you haven't, thank you everyone. Right now,
1: yeah, make that two thousand and oh, what's the current? I haven't checked to see what the current subscriber. I didn't check either. (laughs) (laughs) But it is far above two thousand now, so it's still ticking up, which is awesome.
2: Yeah, thank you everyone listening. for um, subscribing to the to the network, for being involved with us, for being here live. I saw in the chat we have a number of people who are tuning in to Challenge Talk Live for the first time, so we're glad to have you all. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Yes, and Geocache Talk Network has quite a number of uh, different topical shows, and Challenge Talk is the only one that's once a month. So we're thankful for everybody who tunes in to enjoy uh, the challenging topics that we... Uh, that we discuss
2: that's right thank you
1: we they have also begun a brand new souvenir challenge the reach the peak challenge this one is going to be going on for uh 12 12 months i believe it was um
2: maybe seven i forget seven months until 2022 until march (laughs) march 6th 2022 yes
1: so almost a year (laughs) (laughs) and this one see personally what, what do you think about this uh, souvenir? Did you Do you like the idea of this one? I like
2: the idea. I like how they always try to come up with something new, a new theme to get us excited. Um, at first, it's kind of like, wait a minute, I have to find like a random number to reach the peak, but I get it because the peaks are different heights. So just um, keeping track of large numbers of points versus maybe one or five or 10 points points. Um, I'm going to have to keep checking in. I'm not sure I'm going to remember in my head <laughs> <laughs> how many points I yeah. have um, for yeah. each month, yeah. but I like I, I, it. I'm always into their challenges.
1: Yeah, for sure. It gives us new, new goals, new uh-huh. uh, motivation. Um, I like it because I, I like the theme that they chose for this one, even though we're not actually necessarily physically climbing mountains <laughs> and uh, we're still the, the theme is able to change the amount of points every month as well. So you're actually trying to uh, achieve different totals each month. Mm -hmm. So it's not like there's one goal and you're trying to get the goal. Now you've got. Right.
2: And they're assigning points in a different way each month. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, we're not going to just have a repeat of the last month get to get the points again. So Mm -hmm. they're promoting all aspects of geocaching.
1: Yeah, a few months down the line, if everybody e- easily completes these souvenir challenges, they might uh, they might actually give bonus points for people who find terrain four and a half caches with a high difficulty. Or uh, maybe if they have regional stuff, they might actually uh, reward points for finding caches that have high altitudes. Who knows? That we, we don't know what the makeup of the the points right. earning right list is going to be
2: we'll see (laughs) and this is a challenge that features the leaderboard so any of your friends um an official geocaching.com friend um can be seen on how they're doing and how you stack up against them so if you don't if you haven't officially made friends with um other geocachers on the website it's a good time to do that to see how Um, you compare
1: right and uh yeah, I'm just checking out what my leaderboard is like right now and it's not all that uh uh well, there are there are a few people who have found quite a few caches and uh with the makeup this year this month including uh adventure labs and multi caches. Some people have a really really high score. I'm down at 325.
2: <laughs> yeah. I haven't even logged my one cache that I found since it started. So I look like I'm at zero, but I've only yeah. found one cache since it started. So yeah, I think I have 325. Whatever it is to reach base camp <laughs> is what I have. It seems like every yeah. time there's a new challenge, someone has skyrocketed to the top from the very first day. So yeah,
0: there's all like kinds of have-
2: levels of participation. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and they've got like gold, silver, and bronze uh, icons. for Yeah, for yeah, little well.
2: gold, silver, and bronze carabiners. The, um, <laughs> yeah, <the Caribbean>. yeah. <laughs> that's cute.
1: I do have quite a number of drafts in the queue ready to post, and that's going to increase some numbers. Oh, I did so You'll much caching on
2: August 1st, and none of it counts for this promotion.
1: <laughs> so <laughs>
2: just one so far.
1: Yeah, we will get there. <laughs> um, another, Another really cool... Announcement that uh, that came out of Canada (laughs) uh, this past month, if you recall, the um, uh, Adventure Lab series along the Lincoln Highway was released uh, recently and they're they're off. And uh, we now have a new Adventure Lab series in Canada along the Trans-Canada Highway, the Trans-Canada Highway Adventure Lab series. Wonderful. uh, Yep. And it's going from East Coast to West Coast. It's going to be huge. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, Are we going to group... um,
2: have an interview on that on Geocache Talk sometime soon? Probably.
1: We can. I'm sure we can. We can to get the People, <laughs> people can uh, to, tune to into that it, yeah. and
2: hear how it's going and what it's all about.
1: Yep, There's a great team uh, set up and organizing everybody across the country uh, to their own regions, manage uh, everybody who can get and publish Adventure Labs. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But it'll be cool once it's done.
2: Yeah. Yeah. People it's are loving time. the Lincoln Highway. And um, now you get your own. Very good.
1: Mm-hmm. And and the Trans-Canada Highway is huge. Um, it literally goes from East Coast to West Coast. And there's a couple of uh, offshoots and branches. And uh, so <laughs> I'd love to see if anybody completes the entire... Trans-Canada Highway. Oh, someone's going to. In one trip. Yeah, you know, there's going to be someone. Someone. Someone
2: is going to do this. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So our topic for this month is challenge caching on the road. And I think we both love traveling. Uh, Yes. And so if we're doing challenge caches, then that is one of our primary goals while we're traveling. Uh, And so planning to find challenge caches and qualify for challenge caches uh even just that act kind of is is a way of planning the trip
2: oh yeah i spent weeks before my trip going through the map finding what i could do do i qualify what do i need to do to finish Mm -hmm. yep it's a whole part of my process
1: Mm -hmm. so where was your recent vacation or geo vacation (laughs) Yes.
2: So I went um, uh, to two different locations on my vacation. First of all, I went to Fargo Moorhead to do the Fargo Moorhead Geo Tour, which is kind of in and of itself a challenge, you know, find a certain set of geocaches. Oh, that was just an awesome city. I enjoyed it. It was a wonderful art scene, wonderful art um, in the geocache tour in the tour. Um, so it was amazing. I got to meet Gia. Um, I got to meet Chad Tricassius. who then after the geo tour, I went up to the Gilby area to do a lot of his, um, Chad's in our chat room tonight. Um, Chad, you might've seen, I'm still logging your caches. I'm almost done. (laughs) There's just so much that I did on my vacation, um, that, I'm still catching up. It was just amazing full days. And so while I was in Moorhead, um, I got a lot of challenges in that area. There seemed to be um, a lot of... uh, Now, I can't remember. um, I know you and Jesse have called it something before, like a a step up. So there would be series. Um, One of the ones I saw that was neat was how many reviewers how many caches have you found by different reviewers? And so it was steps of three. And I think it was clear up to 33. So three, six, nine different reviewers and on up. So I signed as many of those as I could. And They also, there was a whole series of filling in whole months, January to December. Um, So let me see. That was some of the themed... String of challenges I found. Um, And then, you know, some other fun ones, Uh, 26 cash owners for the 26 letters of the alphabet. And that was actually one of my very first um, statistical accomplishments way years ago, um, that I definitely tried to fill in. So that kind of brought me back to long ago when I used to live in Pennsylvania, and I got that done. Um, and then there was a few like different countries, different continents, type um, a certain number of states, and then I remember there was um, one challenge. We were exhausted. We were running out of light, but I wasn't going to let that one go. I had to get my name on that log because <laughs> it was a bookmarking challenge from from long ago, pre moratorium, and it was Noah's Ark challenge. So I had to find a certain number of caches um in pairs of two whatever animals I chose out of my list so like two moose two caches with moose in the name two caches with bears in the name and so on and so since I did all that bookkeeping work I had to get (laughs) I had to get my name on that log even though we were looking after dark and uh, feeling kind Mm -hmm. of awkward about our location but it was it was fun so that's what I did in uh, Minnesota And then I went on to Utah to spend some time with family. And while I was there, if you recall, um, back in February, I was working on a, it was called a Towns Around Here Challenge. Again, pre-moratorium. You had to find a cash in one of each of the towns that the cash owner chose in his county. And I went for a cash, DNF'd it, and never connected the dots that because I DNF'd the cash, I needed to find another one in that town. So I had every cash in every town except for one. So this past trip I went up to that town and got that finished. So not only did I get that one cash, but immediately it qualified me for that challenge. Um, So that felt good to avenge that challenge mistake (laughs) and in a place that I couldn't easily fix. And then um, I found a little park with um, a lot of diamond level achievements. So this is the Project Mm -hmm. GC badges. And so, So it was diamond level fizzy matrix, diamond level 366 calendar, diamond level attributes achieved. Um, uh, There was a 365 streak. I will never qualify for that, but I signed the log (laughs) and and so on. So I found that little pocket of caches while I was in Utah as well. So, you know, I just looked for whatever I could uh, find and got my name on a lot of challenge logs this trip
1: hmm. That's a lot of uh, a lot of planning for all of those. <laughs>
2: <masks>. <laughs> it is a lot of planning, especially well, and even I was planning for my parents, you know, I, I when I travel with them, I try not to be exclusive, exclusive, you know, and so I was hoping <laughs> that they would qualify for a lot of the ones I did, too, because we cashed together so much. And luckily, they did. So I, I wanted them to have a good time and not just be signing a bunch of logs for caches they couldn't claim yet.
1: Yeah, right. And just to touch on uh, one thing you mentioned, those Project GC badges. Um, If you aren't aware on projectgc.com, you can go to your, uh, your account profile statistics. So on projectgc.com in the header under profile, or or, sorry, statistics, general profile stats, it will take you to the page where you can look up. Well, anyone's profile, but yours by default. When you scroll down to the Badge Gen ta- uh, tab, you'll get that list of all of the badges that Project GC has statistically awarded you. And a lot of people look at this. I, I don't often look at it, but there are some statistics that are fairly challenging to accomplish. And those mm-hmm. are usually those little uh, tags on the side of the larger badges. They're like little extra bonuses. Yeah,
2: they're like... like- right add-ons i haven't looked Crossover at them for a while statistics. but yeah, yeah i like that because there's always like, another uh, layer you can add to this <laughs> you can <yeah>. always <laughs> challenge harder <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's not just the one badge it's uh getting an 81 grid of traditional caches instead of just a fizzy grid or a, um FTF. I, I can't remember what the ftf one is i think that's a certain number of ftfs uh, i can't remember there's they, they have the uh, information about all of what they all mean um, on the website as well. It's, there's a lot of stuff to look into, but if you love getting earning badges and achievements, then <laughs> this is a list you want to look at.
2: <laughs> right. Right. And it's, you know, it, a lot of those are very um, acceptable types of challenges to hide these days. Yeah. So it really, if you're looking to start somewhere need an idea, check out the badges.
1: Yeah. And because they award them in difficulty levels, those different tiers, then they're certainly much more accessible than uh, just earning smileys for really difficult challenges.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you can hide Um, tier challenges too.
1: Right. Oh, yes. Yes. You can. If you were to hide three caches, for example, you can hide a bronze, silver and gold just to give people different... Uh, with different statistical accomplishments the ability Mm -hmm. to have harder challenges uh so yeah that was that was a long road trip you got to utah i really want to get to utah
2: oh i love Utah. i'm so glad i have family there so i visit several times a year
1: (laughs) there are just some absolutely amazing locations down there yes yes pandemic Um, Looking back, there was, uh, so Gary B. asked, uh, anyone have the GC code for the GTN 45 challenge? It's technically not a uh, geocache listing. It's something that uh, the network has put forward to the community. So there's no geocache listing for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there was another comment, but I guess we'll get back to that. Uh, So... That was your trip, I yeah. I literally just walked in the door an hour before this show. I did a <laughs> uh, a road trip, kind of like you. Um, I had I had a few days before this trip to just have my own little vacation. Didn't do any caching except for a couple of minor things, but <laughs> there's because there's always geocaching.
2: There's always geocaching, right? <laughs> no brainer.
1: <laughs> yeah, but then I came home and then I headed out right away again for this road trip, which was uh, another epic adventure. Uh, out to northwest Ontario where right now there are some fires some forest fires burning and it's creating this um, surreal cloud of smoke that's just billowing across uh, northwestern Ontario so this road trip it was about two days up to get there and two days back and as you're heading over there the the smoke was getting thicker and thicker. It was like a, a huge fog. We don't have this often in Ontario because we have a very um, natural, you know, warm, moist climate over here. So we don't get a lot of fires, but there's been a, a heat wave and drought over in the West. So that Manitoba, Ontario um, region has been dealing with that. So it's it was a different experience, but this road trip, uh, like you were saying, planning for, uh, caches along there towards challenges, uh, looking for challenges, personal goals, all of that stuff. And I, I didn't get nearly as many (laughs) caches, I think, as you probably did, but that's mainly because it really is about a two day road trip to get to our destination. And, uh, it was fairly packed and intense. I don't think I could have fit anything else into that road trip. (laughs) <laughs> I just barely got back in time as right, it was right. and I am in dire need of sleep. <laughs> but looking along there, so it's not the first time I've taken that route. It's a gorgeous, wonderful route. Most of it is on the trans Canada highway where there will be loads of adventure labs, almost certainly highlighting all of these locations that there are already earth caches and, uh, uh and physical caches and virtual waypoints, all that stuff along here. It's going to be quite the trip, but, um, so looking for caches that I hadn't yet found that were must find caches. I went looking for uh, just a couple of, you know, self-proclaimed uh, world's most sorts of uh, caches. One of them was the world's easiest geocache.
2: All right, <laughs> Which, so what's that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, spoiler alert. So in Ontario, because we've, we're right next to Quebec, um there's a lot french is the second language so we have a lot of signs especially in the north have english and french so uh when you know when you're driving along a country road you might have a hidden entrance hidden driveway Uh uh, sign coming up around a bend Um, so in that area not down south where i'm at but apparently up there there are a lot of these signs but it's not just hidden driveway it's uh, hidden for in french is cachet and masculine or feminine is with the accent one or two e's whatnot but if you look at it on those signs there's hidden english and cachet below it
0: love <laughs> it so,
1: yeah and so it's just
0: that's amazing. Right at the
2: amazing
1: <laughs> so there will be videos i've I, all of this trip there were videos so there's a whole series that's going to be coming out on Cash line for this road trip and um that's going to be one of them.
2: <laughs> good, good. All right. Can't wait. <laughs>
1: um, and uh, there's also, there was also the world's largest TV dog tag, travel bug dog tag. I mean, because they're self-proclaimed, they may or may not be. I, I don't know, but they say that they are the world's largest dog tag. Um, I know Cash Canada has already done a video on that one. Um, and I've got one coming up now as well. Uh, there's also one so some of these you're not really earning any, earning anything for there is one that i wanted to get that i targeted uh the northernmost challenge in ontario i was skeptical about that i saw the time like really northernmost. I i didn't think it was all that far north but i, I did a search for challenges active challenges in ontario and sure enough there was nothing on a more northerly latitude than this challenge cache so of course i had to get it <laughs> yeah cool and uh the nice thing about that one was it was on the same trail as a California Fizzy DT that I needed, and this was uh, a two four and a half September two thousand four cash, and um, out after a long hike, it was about a five five k hike to get to it, and um, you know California fizzys we've mentioned it before, it's the, the the first challenge that was really put out to people where you've got to complete a fizzy. But this was long, more long pre moratorium, so it has that date restriction where all the caches have to be published before that challenge cache. That means that no new caches can fill those missing DT um, mm. grid spots. So these date restricted challenges, while grandfathered, are going to only get harder and harder and harder over time. Absolutely, all the qualifying caches yeah. slowly get archived. So. With my grid, I'm still trying to complete it, and uh, this one, I think there was there were two or three maybe qualifiers in Ontario that uh, that I could look for, but this was like right on the route and on the same trail as this challenge cache, so had to target them both. They were on the list.
2: <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
1: um, another one that probably is could be fairly common uh, amongst the states wherever you live uh, and provinces is to find the oldest active cash in you in each county in your region Mm. and uh, i know looking at some of some of you do your uh, your county challenges in the u.s your states relative to ontario are kind of small and you're you've got a whole lot of counties in your states and Mm -hmm. you know it's there's a lot of counties but it's not a whole lot of driving whereas in ontario you've got to drive two and a half to three days to get from one end to the other
2: (laughs) i thought you were going to say maybe hours but you just said days (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this is another example of when you're on a road trip you don't want to miss the opportunity to get some of these obviously rare caches because there's only one that's the oldest active so if it's anywhere near where you're driving or where you're traveling bus whatever you're doing you almost you kind of really want to prioritize adjusting your route to get that cache, um, whether or not there's a challenge for it, like I was saying, the uh, the world's easiest or the largest TB dog tag. There's no challenge caches for that, but it's it's rare and it could be fun. Yeah, but, it's gonna you know, it's
2: gonna give you a lot of um, good memories of the things you've yeah. A- achieved. Yeah, yeah. And and when you're
1: talking about old caches, chances are they're also really cool caches mm-hmm. uh, or in great locations. Um, and uh, and this one, obviously, it it uh, while there's. I I think there were three oldest county caches that I had on the list for this trip. And like I said, because it's such a huge drive to get up to Northwest Ontario and those counties are huge, you don't want to miss out. Um, And we do have uh, a challenge or two in Ontario for getting a certain number of oldest county caches in order to qualify. (sighs) Oh. What else? There was also...
0: You sound tired.
1: uh, (laughs) We also had... uh, I also had the Algoma 1, which is the eighth oldest active cache in Ontario, and the oldest cache in Ontario that I hadn't found yet. And I had to pass up that one on the last time I did this road trip. So I made sure to get that on the list this time.
2: Oh, that's good. That, that always feels so good it's hard to leave something behind sometimes
1: yeah, yeah. And, and you got to prioritize your scheduling and your timing and yeah I had I had to cut a few caches from the list on the way back but I already know that there's gonna be another trip coming up probably next year doing the same thing if not earlier so there's going to be more opportunities to get those good. distant ones <laughs> okay uh, what did I also have um, oh there was one oh. <laughs> there's one challenge cache coming back that has been on my list for the longest time uh, and it only has one requirement and you can't qualify at all before finding the challenge. So what could it be? Because everything okay. is an ALR, right? You've got <laughs> to build your stats in order to qualify to sign the cache and log it as found. Well, this one, you have to drop a travel bug in the cache that's traveled 10,000 kilometers or more in order to log it as found. OK. So technically, technically, you're doing that at the same time as logging it as found or signing it. You're, you're kind of doing it before. But yeah, you have to drop a travel bug into the cache. And so obviously, you have to log that with your find or as a note, however you want to do it. But if you were to check your, uh, your statistics or this is a pre-moratorium uh-huh. uh, challenge. So it would just be a matter of saying I guess which travel bug you dropped and then the CO can check the stats for that travel bug to determine that you qualify. Um, so that has been on the list because it's it's right off the Trans Canada Highway and it passes it so many times, keep forgetting to check the travel bugs that I have because <laughs> it can't be <laughs> your own. It can't be a dip. Um there's there's some other um requirements for it let's see if i can pull it up yeah so that takes
2: planning you know it sounds simple but yeah all all the things have to be just right
1: you have to be prepared for that one and it turned out to be a really great location cool um but uh yeah so it is the 10 years 10,000 kilometers trackable challenge and the requirements oh yeah so uh, scrolling down rules. In order to log the challenge cache, you must drop a trackable item that is challenge eligible, which is then defined as uh, having traveled a distance in excess of 10,000 kilometers as seen on the page on geocaching.com. But there are other rules.
2: But wait, <laughs> each, there's uh, more.
1: <laughs> each find log must be accompanied by the drop of a unique trackable. Um, teams are out caching. If teams like more than, well, I guess that's Depends how you define team. But if there's more than one account, only the account that drops the travel bug can log it as found. Even
2: though yeah. we're all caching together. Yeah. That um, makes sense. I mean, for this... I get it. I get it for this yep. cache, the way it's set up.
1: You can't drop off a trackable item that you own or have owned in the past and adopt it to someone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it has to be unique. <laughs> never owned by you. Um, and... And you can't, someone else can't pick it up and drop it again.
0: <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Immediately. So if I was with
1: somebody else, they couldn't pick it up and drop it to qualify. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, I, this I guess guy thought it be, through.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be kind of like, yeah, kind of like the FTF, FTF tracking, right? You wouldn't be able to do it in the same day. Maybe. Well, it would have to travel. I don't know. That That seems to be like probably a cash owner judgment call. Right. Um. If it's uh, grabbing and dropping an item that's obviously not intended to be left in a cache, like a vehicle travel bug, isn't practical. Uh, the other trackable items must be physical, physically left in the ammo can for the next player. So no, you can't uh, drop and pick up your traveling vehicle in order to qualify. <laughs> <laughs> and it, is, it does qualify as a, well, qualify. It does serve as a travel bug hotel, obviously, as well. Mm-hmm. Makes and, sense. Uh, yeah, and it's it it's at a beautiful location. It's also in an upcoming video. <laughs> great. It was it was a great, great cash, great uh, great way to round off the whole road trip. Um, this this trip was if you were watching some of uh Dave, uh, London Westy Cash Canada Dave and Karen's um, social media posts, they've shared some and I've shared a few photos as well. We were going to visit Jimmy's Castle, which is a virtual cache, out in the wilderness of northwestern Ontario, but it's a historical landmark and is being kept up by volunteers and donations. Um, and the 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 value and the meaning of that location will be explained in upcoming videos from both of us. But uh, it is a historical location; it has quite a a, a backstory and I think a lot of people in Ontario know about this location and eventually will probably get around to visiting it if not, if they haven't already. It either requires a very long uh, camping trip to get to or a canoe trip uh, or a very short float plane trip which is what we did as a group of eight. (laughs) I saw that, that looked
2: exciting.
1: (laughs) Mm, Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Cool. So that was, can't wait to see that it. That was the main then. target of the trip. Yeah. And uh, so Cache Canada was doing that. I'm pretty sure that they've also uh, found a whole bunch of caches and targets for challenges. I know they're working on their Earth Cache fizzy grid. I know. Um, I, I can't remember what their current stats are for that, but I think they're just maybe four or five DTs away from a full Earth Cache. Oh, Cache fizzy grid, that's awesome. Is,
2: can't wait to hear yeah. about that then. We'll feature that on yeah. the show.
1: Oh, yeah. We'll have to get them on to talk about that one. <laughs> that's
2: that's intense yeah yeah good the,
1: the one the one other series that i wanted to uh mention for this topic uh was the road to gcd if you don't know what gcd is it is geocache <laughs> all, all the oldie geocaches were called geocache because i think they that was before they had titles in the database right um and uh so i've actually visited that cache a couple of times It is uh, at the top of a mountain hidden by Hide and Seek uh, in June of 2000. It is a coveted jasmine cache. And you can see the terrain. It is a fairly steep climb. Mm -hmm. Um, If we switch over to, let's say, world imagery, that'll show what it looks like. So from the main road coming along down at the base... Uh, you can see that the trail zigzags that you have to climb to get up to the top of this mountain to find yeah. GCD.
2: And this is hiking.
1: This is hiking. The The road you can drive up part ways but there's a parking spot uh, maybe about a quarter way up or so mm-hmm. and you've got to hike the rest of the way and it is uh, a, a steep incline. not a, Not a long hike but a short horizontal distance and a fast Climb height, uh, but I mean it's a beautiful location. You get to the top, you've got a ridge, you can look out, and you can see the other mountains. Uh, but th- there were well, now there's a few other caches also placed along that hiking trail for people to find. Mm-hmm. But the the thing that I wanted to raise was that there is a challenge series on the road to GCD. Now this challenge series is in the shape of a D, I guess because GCD D. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they created it uh, using that little loophole where you can put the, you, because you have to provide the location of the cache, you could, they provide the final waypoint, which is the location of the cache. So mm-hmm. the posted coordinates are the geo art, but you, have, you basically look at the final waypoint to know where the cache is. And until HQ decides to show <laughs> found caches at their updated coordinates, um, You can't really see it on this map. Cachely will show it. Um, but point is all of these caches in the D, Mm -hmm. there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven caches are all challenge caches. And you can find them as you're driving your way to the parking location for G C D. Okay. The reason I want to mention is because these caches are or these challenges are not uh necessarily all that easy. They're relatively low Ds, difficulties, but they, remember we mentioned before that a lot of difficult difficulties can be uh, related to your own region. Mm-hmm. So I think some of these challenges might be easier over here, like over where the caches are, and not necessarily where I'm at or where you're at. Okay. Um, so we saw these and thought, okay, we got to collect them, we've got to find them, sign them. And at that time, when I went through that route, I think I qualified for maybe three, three or four of them. So sign them all, stuck them in a bookmark list, and every so often check back to see if I qualify. And now, as we can see, there's one one cache that I have, not and that's number six. That's gonna six. fill
2: in the bottom of that D.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that number six challenges the four and a half difficulty, which is uh, a challenge along the way to GCD, who have found at least 100 geocaches in at least 10 states, or 10 provinces, or 10 territories, boroughs, or countries. So it's basically, you need to have 100 caches in 10 different regions. And there, uh, there because it's a pre-moratorium, there's no included challenge checker. But if I turn on my Project GC Browser uh, plugin, there is a challenge checker in the sidebar, so someone has created a challenge checker and associated it with GCD or uh, this this particular challenge. So if I were to open that checker, uh, it it as a premium member it already shows that I don't qualify. But you go to that checker, say run the checker, and it gives you a little breakdown. This is so this particular challenge is using a script that. I don't necessarily find all that helpful. Like it only shows, like it tells you how, what you have qualified, but then it only shows like one or two close maybe to qualify. So uh-huh. you kind of have to do a little more research to figure out everything else that you need to qualify. Um, so it's showing me I still need, I have 92 in North Carolina and I have five, gro- five regions with 100 fines. I still need five more regions, and it's only showing North Carolina with 92. So, yeah, you'd have to use probably GSAC or um, or your profile statistics maps to uh, to see what regions have the most fines and, and whatnot. Yeah. It requires a little more traveling, probably a little easier for people in the U.S. because you've got so many states <laughs> that you can get to. Ontario, not so much. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Going in. yeah, so yeah, scrolling down in the map to United States is the best bet, and uh one, two, three, four, fifth is North Carolina, and then yeah seventy two in washington fifty one Oregon so it's, I've got a lot to go and a bunch of. yeah states. I gotcha <laughs> so it's going to take a lot for someone in Canada to finish that <laughs>
2: challenge. That's cool. I like it. I want to check my my own stats out on that challenge. I'm curious. Yeah. And in the chat, um, Kitty Catch says she only has one challenge left in that D that she needs to qualify for. So that's pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yep. She
2: said it's number seven, find at least 1,000 fines for at least five years. Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I remember seeing those ones uh, right now. I've got another one similar to that that I'm working on in Ontario, which is 2,000 fines for three years. Yeah. <laughs> It's like once you get one or two years and you see that you're on the way, you just can't stop because then you have to start all over again. Yes.
2: Yes, for sure. Now, I want to say something. Those uh, plugins, I was um, trying to log some caches while I was in Utah on my mom's computer and I missed them. She didn't have the (laughs) plugins. And so I didn't realize how much I end up using those on a regular basis. And um, we do get a lot of questions. So Kitty Cash did ask, what did you turn on? So you could see the checker. And we get that question a lot. So yeah. do you want to say a quick add... note about Project GC plugins?
1: Yeah, we might need to add a little bit of information on the Challenge Talk uh, webpage on Uh Because we tend to show it in every episode and explain yeah. all the details in every episode might be a little much. So um, yes, to, to recover it briefly, on the Project GC homepage, you'll uh, I believe it's in... Uh, where was it, yes, under the Home tab at the top, go down to Web Browser Extension, and it'll give you all the information to install that in your browser. It works under Grease Monkey and Tamper Monkey for Firefox and Chrome, and uh, they say it's it's not been tested on Opera Next and Safari, but if, it's, if it runs under Tamper Monkey, then it should. So basically, your browser has the ability to have plugins and so GreaseMonkey and TamperMonkey are a plugin that allows you to create your own script. So what Project GC has done is created a script that you can install into the GreaseMonkey or TamperMonkey pl- browser plugin And that allows you to get a whole lot more features on the geocaching.com website.
2: Yeah. And, you know, you can choose your features. So I have a lot of them turned off and I just turned on the ones that I um, get instant value out of. And then if I want something else, I can turn it back on. But some of the features I have turned on are, um, is it the latest five logs? They give you little symbols at the top to show, is this a quick view? Does this have a bunch of DNFs? Um, has it been maintained lately? Um, yeah, we have the, the checker there on the side and I use something at the top. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it'll, even on challenges, it'll tell you, um, if there's any concerns about anyone who logged, uh, found it, and they might not necessarily qualify. It's not foolproof, but it's, you Mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of good tools built into this plugin that you can customize.
1: Yeah. and, And the little addition on the side here as well is, um, it it already tells you where your what if you found it where your log is and what the data is but project gc also gives you a little update to say how many logs it's found on that cache so if you log notes or dnf's mm-hmm. and other things on there it'll tell you how many logs you've got on there which is nice to challenge right cache. it's
2: nice because the the gc.com um, doesn't show you that um they mm-hmm. only have that found it um feature uh um, so Right logs don't show up for yourself there without that plugin. Yeah,
1: and there are other plugins as well, which we could probably cover. There's the GC Little Helper 2, which adds a whole lot of additional extra features that aren't necessarily challenge related, uh, just little tweaks and whatnot. Especially on the geocaching map, there's also the Geocaching Map Enhancements uh, plugin, which um, or script which adds additional map types map styles and uh, a number of widgets on the pop-ups and lots of information. So there's little things like that that people have thought would be so useful to to have available and they've been managed to make scripts for it. So Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll we'll add something to, we'll to add play some around with the show notes. Yeah, and mm-hmm. something
2: to play around with and um, just customize to what you want.
1: Yeah. And yes, uh, Kitty Cat just said that she installed it. Um, but you 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 shouldn't have to rest maybe the plugin so maybe grease monkey or tamper monkey, but the script should run if you just refresh the page as long as it's installed properly uh, so uh has has there been anybody who's done a road trip or uh, planned for challenges in chat <laughs> <laughs>
2: I didn't see too many folks saying what they have planned. So, yeah, if you have it planned, let us know. What Mm -hmm. I need to do is um, there's a challenge. There's a few spots in Oregon that have challenge series. And every time I take a trip, it's not necessarily been to find just those. And I find a challenge if it's right where I'm going to be anyways. So I need Mm -hmm. to um, make some specific trips to challenge Uh, concentrated areas. So Mm. I need to work on that personally. Uh, Kitty catch says so many. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just finding our way. He did um, 8,500 miles. I know we talked a little bit. He was targeting some challenge caches. Gary B has plans. So yeah, we do have some folks with plans. Mm.
1: And that's the thing like that becomes a vacation. If like you can love geocaching, but um, when you do a road trip and plan it all around geocaching, it's like it's a whole different type of vacation.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so to re- yeah,
2: Gary last month found hundreds of challenges in Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah, and uh, all
1: qualified. That's impressive. Well, That's he
2: submitted. Uh, whoops, I put the wrong one on there. Uh, he submitted over two hundred finds to challenge talkpodcast.com or at gmail.com, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, yeah he's busy. And um, uh, I think he said he surpassed 3,000 challenge cash finds in this mm. past month. So super that's, awesome. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. Love yeah, it. and
1: the, the um, Depending on how many people in your region love challenge caches, you might get things like challenge power trails. So, in Southern Ontario, kind of like GCD, in Southern Ontario, we have uh, a few power trails, both land and water, of challenge caches.
2: Cool. <laughs> it's like cool, and can... I I like those power trails because it it really you know it's someone who's creative. They're thinking of different ways to challenge you, and then in turn, as we've said before here, um, it gets you thinking about what can I target? Am I personal geocaching if you don't meet all the requirements
1: and what i like about those types of power trails is uh when they have a variety of difficulties because then Mm -hmm. at least you know that if you were to set out and do say a float day and find 50 caches along the river and they're all challenge caches but you only qualify for five you know that you're going to sign into all of them and now you have a whole load of goals to work towards as well. Yeah. But you still get to find some and sign all of them
2: (laughs) and have a really great float. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's if you were to place a power trail of challenge caches, don't make them all ridiculously hard, provide some variety. Something for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and then it can also, um, uh, tempt beginners and other people to go through and, find some especially the easy ones in the middle <laughs> because then you're gonna to want to find them all along the way as well
2: yeah yeah that's <laughs> um, good advice
1: yeah yeah so thinking about priorities for uh while traveling or when planning for your travels uh types of caches that you want to put higher on the priority list what would you put on the top of that list
2: I don't know. (laughs) Here's why I say I don't know. Because I have encountered so I'm also planning on going to going caching in Georgia. So I've been looking at challenges there. What do I need to do to qualify? And you know, some of them I found and they're like, you must have found these caches in Georgia. And I'm like, well, my trip is too already planned out. I can't then go and add all the extra caching in Georgia just to qualify that for that one challenge. So when I say, I don't know, you know, other than, of course, I'm going to target the old ones. If I can, of course, I'm going to target unique icon types if I can. Um, And then, so I almost have to know what the challenge is before I can, can make that plan. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Because, Sometimes there, I, I really thought I qualified for one of the challenges and then I read closer and it was like, find them all in Georgia. And now that everything's out the window. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And I, and I would say, uh, probably one of the first things I would do is look for, uh, or, or recheck all of the challenge caches that you've found and signed, but haven't yet qualified for, True. Mm-hmm. um, especially the higher difficulty ones because if those require rare caches and you've already qualified, or you've already found the challenge cache, you'll wanna qualify and not miss out. So I would look for the caches that are required to qualify for those. I'd put right up at the top uh, old, the oldest caches along the route, uh, primarily, for, or firstly, Jasmer holes. So if you look at the Jasmer grid on the Project GC stats, if there's any holes in that grid then uh, do some specific searches for those months and, um, and then see if they're anywhere near the, uh, um, I'm looking up the grid right now. Uh, <laughs> see yeah. if they're anywhere near the route that you're taking.
2: And you know, there's so, one in Georgia, um, I an old one, Beavers, that I cannot get because every time I go for going caching, they physically remove it so that it is not found by the going caching crowds. Oh. And so I would have to travel to Georgia at another time of year, any That's other weird. time than going caching <laughs> to be able to find that old one. So that hurts a little.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the, what you would do is go to your uh, finds by hidden month. It's in Project GC, and I believe it's also in the uh, geocaching profile stats. But you'd look for whatever months have the least number of fines. So mm-hmm. I've completed two loops of the JASMERS. So I would look for... Uh, my July and August 2000, I think, are the only two that are at two. Everything else is up. So I would try to target July 2000 and August two 2000 caches on a long road trip. Now, though obviously, for me, those are extremely rare, and there's like only a handful in North America. But if you're still working on a jazmer, look for those empty squares and search for those months specifically. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of them, especially the older ones, will already be in bookmarks. Mm-hmm. Bookmark lists of, for people who've uh, who have either found them or made a list of Jasmine qualifying caches. So it's not. Too so many hard of us want them.
2: that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: so I would prioritize that.
2: And you know, you reminded me um, a lot of those badges, I'll take a look at badges, uh, whether it's on Project GC or my geocaching profile, and I'll see how many more of a cache type or whatever um, the badge is about. How many more do I need to go up to the next badge level? I'll look at stuff like that, too. Um, I feel like my next jump for earth caches is infinitely large number, So I'm just always <laughs> looking for an earth cache, of course, um, because I feel like I've been working on that jump forever.
1: Yeah. And uh, so a- another one I would prioritize is, again, looking at your fizzy grid, check for those holes in the DTs or find out what your next fizzy loop count would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then especially if there's a challenge for, say, an even number like 10, 15, 20, or 50, or whatever, then try to work on those squares that have the least number of DTs. Um, And then, yeah, bump those up. Uh, If you've got uh, qualified challenges, yeah, I mentioned that one. Uh, The California Fizzy is another one, only because it's so unique and rare, I would say specifically look for DTs published before the California Fizzy date. Uh, Around here in Ontario, we have one that's similar, but I think it's a a few months or a year or two later called Tequila 81 proof, which is exactly the same completing a fizzy grid before of caches published before that cache. Um, uh, Yeah, and then obviously searching for lower down the priority list, looking for caches with high favorite counts. Oh, yeah. For one, because, yeah, they're probably going to they're going to be great.
2: great.
1: <laughs> yeah. Great locations, experiences. Um, and two, because there are plenty of challenges out there about collecting uh, favorite points. Right. And in, in the, some combination. Yeah. 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 So that's definitely something to look forward to as well.
0: Um, and, you know,
2: Kitty, uh, Kitty Catch, yeah, she posted that's the kind of <laughs> everything we're talking about is what she's doing, focusing on difficulty terrain. For loops, then ODs, then high difficulty terrain, large caches. Oh, that's a good point. And high favor points. Large yeah. caches are hard to come by. So that's yeah, a uh, as well. that's a good idea. I like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Micros are prolific.
2: Oh, I know. <laughs> my um what what is that? My um my average, difficulty terrain average. Yeah, the micros are mm. always pulling that down.
1: And on that note, even looking for certain quantities of other properties like types and uh, sizes. Uh, there are some challenges that look for a certain number of all the different sizes of cash
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and virtual, like some of these virtual not chosen and other are extremely rare now Yeah, as well. Um, yeah. So increasing those ones basically like all, a lot of the stuff we talk about is really just become, uh, well, rounding out your stats exactly, like and you're, even you're a looking um, for the least to bump it up,
2: right? And you know, you could look to have a well-rounded day. You know, even mm-hmm. if there's not a challenge for it, try to find all the different um, sizes in one day, or
0: mm-hmm.
2: whatever combo of difference you want to try to find all in one day. Yeah. Jim, Jim says, says, "Oh yeah, <laughs> look for caches <laughs> owned by owners that start with odd letters and numbers: Q, Z, five, eight, etc." Yeah. um uh the the when I was finishing that challenge, that seemed to be the hardest is uh finding not the cash names but the cash owners with some of those um less frequent characters
1: yeah and uh, yeah they, they they can be super rare um but those pre moratorium challenges are still there and until they get archived. <laughs> Yeah. And and, you know, I,
2: I still feel like I encounter more pre moratorium challenges than not wherever life takes me. So, um, yeah, I'm always encountering those types of challenges that are still odd (laughs) compared to Mm -hmm. today's Mm -hmm. rules. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then just to loop it back to, uh, to my other one with the GCD, look for challenges that maybe you don't qualify for, but can be fun or maybe you're on your way to qualifying don't miss out on finding and signing them because if it it basically you are finding that cash if you're on your way to to qualifying eventually you're going to be able to log that as found right so i i wasn't going to pass up the
2: 365 streak i don't ever foresee that happening where i live who knows if i'll ever move, and that'll be super easy we'll see yeah
1: yeah, it'll be on the list, and then maybe years down the road you qualify. I have still, still got a few challenge caches that I signed years ago. I haven't yet qualified for. Eventually, they'll be turned into a smiley face.
2: A smiley, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's right. So uh, there's, there's so much we can talk about traveling and challenge caching. We're already an hour into the show. <laughs> it's not. It's it's stories we love it. <laughs> as well as yeah, inspiration and goals, all that stuff. Um. So yeah, and you you're are our people who
2: live, get our affinity for all of this so you know (laughs) thank you audience you know everything we're saying it's um who you guys are too
1: (laughs) and if you're if you're not watching live then by all means add a comment to the youtube or wherever you're listening or watching and share your stories and your challenges and as always as usual send an email to challenge talk podcast at gmail.com with the, if you have any stories or challenges that you've qualified for anything you'd like to share and we can share it on the show in the future as well yeah but we got to move on to our wheel of challenges i, mean, I really need to get a good <laughs> recording for that
2: <laughs> you do pretty good <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the uh the time of the show where one live viewer each month will, will be selected to face off against the wheel and have a chance to win the grand prize, which is a one-year membership on Project GC. So to enter, send an email with a subject containing "spin me" followed by your geocaching username in brackets and the answer to the following question. And that question is, <laughs> what is the name of the new geocaching souvenir challenge? Should hopefully we we'll should we should hopefully get some um, answers. Some quick answers quick here,
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, Kitty Catch said, "Not everyone wants to talk about challenges." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you guys. <laughs> thank you for joining us. You have found your community with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, don't We're, I know in,
1: it. <laughs> uh, uh, Challenge Cashers Anonymous. (laughs) There we go. That's us. Meets
2: every first Thursday of the month (laughs) right here.
1: (laughs) Yep. We have a first person who has sent in the email, and that is Amy Zachmeyer, Glowworm77.
2: It's Amy's first live view, too. So, all right, Amy, let's see if you meet the qualifications for where the wheel lands.
1: And if only you could tap the spin, but we'll do it for you. (laughs) <laughs> Spin that wheel. <laughs> so this wheel of challenges has a whole bunch of challenges, all of different difficulty levels. And Whoa. she has spun GC8G8GT8M Quadruple Grid Challenge.
2: Ooh, <laughs> that's huge! What is that one? <laughs> I'm a Five no. Five
1: difficulty. It is uh, just fi- hey, it's just finding our ways. Challenge cash. Awesome. It was published 2019 post moratorium. It's in Arizona. And the challenge is you must currently have all four of your personal profile grids filled completely. That includes the fizzy grid, the months placed or Jasmine challenge, the dates found grid, not including February 29th and the dates placed grid.
2: Okay. That's a lot easier. I I was just presuming it was like a four time fizzy. (laughs) or something
1: (laughs) (laughs) that may or may not be difficult but yeah this is we have one here that's very similar called the master cacher i think it was only three grids i can't remember if it was all four but yeah these these are the most common grids fizzy jasmer date found and date placed okay so i like it let's see if glowworm 77 i'm going to type it exactly because i yeah exactly as she sent it through capital l glow and one W glowworm 77. Okay. So it doesn't, capital doesn't matter. R- run that checker. Oh, that 366 days completed for the, uh, uh first one, <laughs> this checker. Okay. So this is the, wait.
2: So yes. It, it on 366 filled. Yeah.
1: The challenge date allows leap days to be skipped. Uh, okay, but it doesn't explain what, which grids are which, placed or found. One of full. these two grids is complete. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, script writers can write the scripts, but they almost need somebody else to present the results. Okay.
2: And you know that's a good <laughs> but, yeah. point. Some of them present beautiful results, and some of them just present data. I, I don't know the yeah. difference. That's yeah. for another and some show. See,
1: Yeah, some cash owners want to see all the details, and some script checkers don't give you any details. They just said yes, qualified.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of them Uh, have pretty uh, pictures and all that good stuff.
1: One grid is at 365 out of 366, and the DT grid is very close. And oh, the Jasmine and so
2: okay, Amy, there you go, July of two thousand
1: and July, uh, August of 2021.
2: Oh, yeah, that's easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's the one fun thing about Jasmine. Every time you enter a new month, you could suddenly unqualify because you haven't found a cash placed that month. Yeah. So yep. something else. Oh, yeah.
2: We've talked about it, but I had the pandemic um, anxiety over that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so almost, but not quite, but... Thank you for participating.
2: Woohoo! Yeah, thanks for tuning in tonight.
1: <laughs> so, we also like to highlight uh, listeners who send in proof of qualifying and logging a challenge cash since the last show. And anyone who sends an email to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com with a G- GC code and a found it log, uh, including a photo if you'd like to share or a story for that month, will be entered for a prize giveaway for a challenge talk geocoin. And yeah. This- <laughs> Beautiful, poem. Love it. Um, so emily has gone through and picked a few this month Let's
2: yeah see, uh, so
1: what, what she's picked out
2: sure so we heard from roadie guy um who found the sound of music challenge and i liked this one i immediately wanted to copy it but then i want to be original too so maybe i'll like in, be inspired by it i liked <laughs> that this had the different songs from the movie, and from that song, he, the owner found a type of cash or something related to cashing. So the hills are alive with the sound of music, that's your earth cash part of the challenge. So this was just yeah. um, uh, of course my favorite things, Cashes with uh, find a cash with at least 50 favorite points. So that was a, I liked that. It's, it's. Um, I believe this one's post-moratorium, and So it's very um, statistical based with things that can be um, easily found, easily assessed, but with just such a creative spin to it.
1: Yeah, that this is a good one, actually, because, yeah, it it's just a list of um, a a certain. What is it? Ten, ten different or nine different uh, statistical values, but it's themed around Mm -hmm. the movie. And that so makes this is things fun. Of, yeah, instead of just listing this number of this type, this number of this property, whatever, they actually based those statistics around the movie. And so I love seeing that because it uh, it's a little more um, involving and... You know, if you love Sound of Music, then this is you might just want to complete it because Sound of Music. Because, yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. And funny. so, um, Glowworm seventy seven Amy sent us in one. This was one that I noticed in my um, preparation for visiting North Dakota for this trip, but I wasn't going to accomplish it. Um, the North Dakota Hometown Challenge one hundred, um, and so this is finding caches in a hundred different North Dakota towns. I knew I was not going to get to 100 on my short, short trip. <laughs> but Amy's done it as a person who lives in North Dakota.
1: <laughs> Only this one was on the wheel.
2: <laughs> right, right. Yeah,
1: and, and, and we don't see it as much these days, maybe in some regions, but yeah, another cache published by the regional, regional group of geocaching. Mm-hmm. Usually you might see a little badge on those caches for that region's association of some kind. And uh, I know that that used to be a lot bigger in the past.
2: I still do it on every cache I hide so that if there's any newbies, Mm -hmm. they know that there's a group and they can join us. I have it have a hyperlink to our Facebook group so that they can find us really easily.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Know that there's a community out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Instead of hoping that they just find event caches
2: <laughs> right right and i don't even think some people know what that is so you know every every little thing i can do to involve uh folks i i try to do that yeah. um so let's see um uh Zipper Tiff found a cache that she signed the log six and a half years ago and finally qualified in july and so that's the lower 48 challenge 48 six caches yeah so i wanted to highlight that your um your Your patience paid off for finding (laughs) caches in all forty-eight states.
1: Hmm. Yeah, the lower, yeah, all forty of the lower. So the lower forty-eight. That's not including Alaska Alaska and Hawaii. Hawaii, Hawaii is lower, isn't it, or is it higher?
2: Well, it's lower, (laughs) but it's not contiguous. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's usually (laughs) it. Yeah,
1: yeah, five difficulty. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Another, um, submission Merlin 1392 found a 12 different icon challenge and said, this is typically an easy challenge for a seasoned cacher, but also very good for new players as they get to experience different cache types. That's so true. I Mm -hmm. still want to do some kind of icon challenge, especially now that, um, things are opened up again, things are easier for cachers to access. I, you know, um, the pandemic yeah. was keeping that kind of challenge down for me, but uh, I still have that plan because I agree it really gives um, everyone something to work towards.
1: Yeah, and now there are a few more icons than there used to be. Uh, I think uh, twelve or thirteen was tough to get, but now there's a couple of things like uh, community community celebration events. While well, that was lost and found, which is switched over, but I think there's a few there's a a, a couple more icons they're still kind of rare but there's a wider selection and uh, so there's a lot of these challenges to get x number of icons in a day even mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that takes planning
2: it does take planning that's a um, good
1: planning thing for when you're going to a mega event or a giga event icon days <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's exactly. a show that's a topic for a whole other show <laughs> sure <laughs>
2: Now here, um, acorn mama found the alpha by cash name challenge, um, which we've kind of even already mentioned in the show, but, um, she said, your show has opened my eyes to many kinds of challenges and techniques I would have never thought of on my own. Thanks for enriching my geocaching funds. So I just wanted to say that. Awesome. So thank you. Um, because yeah, that's our goal here. Um, we're, we're glad it's, um, given you more ideas in your geocaching life.
1: Mm-hmm. And like that's, th- this is one of the old types of challenges, but they were, in my opinion, one of the the, the funnest types because, I mean, yeah, it was it, you, you had to do a lot of note taking and your own uh, searching, like t- to qualify for this It was a lot of work, but it was kind of fun, mm-hmm. and then you also had things like finding. Uh, caches that start with the, the letters of your geocaching name or the city where you're located, you know, things like that. There's other ways to be thematically relevant to the challenge and fun, but because it required bookkeeping and all that, we're no longer allowed to create right. these challenges. Yeah. Got to get them while they're not archived.
2: <laughs> <Grandfather>. <laughs> Before they're gone. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, just if. T- uh Two more curious KDB found max these contiguous counties challenge five states were required, but she qualified with nine states. So that's awesome. Nice. That is something I know so many people work on connecting their counties and I just haven't gone there yet. (laughs) I know it's a a thing to try to do. Um, You know, we each have something that really speaks to us. That's not the one that really, really draws me in. I'll definitely try to get them, but, um, yeah, some folks mm-hmm. really go for that. So congrats on that yeah, one and, and with four over the requirement.
1: Yeah, and this is just adjacent counties. So, I mean, if you were to complete um, your, a county challenge in your state or province, then you'd all like, are pretty much already qualify.
2: Yeah, right? with one. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And I, I'm assuming this can cross borders. I didn't check all the details and the clarifications. Mm-hmm. Um, well,
2: state borders,
1: yeah, there are. It looks some, it's yeah, looking
2: in, for U.S. Yeah, counties.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you could do this in a short road trip in most places. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a yeah, good excuse to do a road trip.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and then finally, I like this one. Um, pretty simple concept. But at the same time, takes a lot of work. Uh, Course Gat found the, I'm going to get it wrong, but they gave me the English, the Happy Hiker Challenge. <laughs> um, Challenge so the
1: Glade Vanderer. Thank you. <laughs> butchered it. Butchered
2: it. <laughs> and so um, the requirements are to log an amount of caches with different attributes regarding the hiking distances. So there's three different hmm. um, attributes for that. Um, I think they're on the cache page. Yeah. Uh, long hike, medium hike, and short hike. And uh, um, they're looking for five long, 100 medium, and 100 short. Am I reading that right? Yep. Um, I, I was curious. I checked out my stats. I do not qualify. I need a few more long hikes. <laughs> but, yeah, so so simple, but commitment. Commitment. Commitment to mm-hmm. something where, you know, if you're just typically getting all the caches you can and um, you have to take some time, plan some outings, Yeah, plan, and dedicate I, the time to the hikes.
1: Yeah. And, and those uh, short or medium hikes, depending on the cache owner, they might add that attribute to some power trails. If you want oh. a rail, rail trail trail. They might uh, add it maybe to the middle ones or maybe all of them if they think that you're going to do all of them as a series,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you can get creative in searching for some of these attributes.
2: <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> all right. So thank you for everyone who, um, contributed. Um, we don't, we don't get to read them all, but we certainly enjoyed to hear what you guys are doing and everyone who contributes is entered into the drawing.
1: That's right. And, uh, so we choose from everybody who submitted randomly for for winning one of the challenge talk geocoins, and this month's winner is Curious KDB. Yay! Congratulations. Congratulations.
2: Congratulations.
1: <laughs> we'll be in touch to get your mailing or destination so we can get you that coin ASAP. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you've got other coins from the seri- from the Geocache Talk Network series, but. You'll be one to add to the collection, even if it's your first.
2: (laughs) Yes. And on that note, if you want those coins, buy them while they're available because they won't be reminted. And so that link is on the Geocache Talk website to our store.
1: Yes. I believe it was geocachtalk.com slash store.
2: Sounds good. (laughs) It's an easy link at the top. (laughs) Store.
1: (laughs) Store. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. And we've got t-shirts, especially Challenge Talk t-shirts and all the other shows as well. And coins and a bunch of products. So make sure you go check that out. Um, every show, I like to do a little bit of a recap on my own one challenge that I published just at the end of pre-moratorium, just before the moratorium came in, called the Iron Man Bingo Challenge. It is 5 eb And it is a challenge where you need to, I keep track of my own stats as well, where you need to qualify and complete a bingo grid and where each square is some type of streak. It could be a streak of certain ratings or sizes, attributes, the center square is 100 days of geocaching or finding caches or logging them as found. (laughs) Gotta detail that out in the the description just so that it's clear. and it's not an easy one, it's pre-moratorium, which means I myself don't yet qualify. And I've been looking at it because I, I, I gotta qualify for it eventually. <laughs> but um, I have, so there's details for each square, and there is now a challenge checker that will, as much as it can, inform what you qualify for. There are some that there are no checkers for and there can't be, uh, so you need to still check those for yourself. Um, but, uh, I have, I I keep a list of people who've qualified for rows and columns and certain shapes. And I'm giving a little bonus for people who complete the, uh, first to complete certain shapes and for anybody who completes the full card. So there's been only a handful, not even a handful of people who've finished and filled out the entire card. Some of them within that 100 day minimum for the center square which is insane <laughs> but uh, every month we check cool. to see back if yeah if anybody has been working on it or qualifies and we have two new people who have qualified and completed the whole grid and Ooh. that's hulu hulu Jussie, hulu juicy <laughs> and miko pit miko pit I'm not sure where they're based i haven't checked yet but probably, uh, I'm assuming that they are Challenge Talk listeners because they, <laughs> there was one comment that uh, said, at the moment, the physical logbook is a bit hard to get to for us. <laughs> so just a note <laughs> for now Not in so Ontario. So that, that's, yeah, that's awesome. So there are people well working on this. Well done. Yes. If you are working, let, let us know if you're working on this because uh love to know what people's pro- progress is. On completing some of these, well, completing the full grid. So I've extended that challenge for completing the full grid. Anybody who qualifies will get one of the uh, special Geo coins that I'm going to that I'm working on getting minted this year, and we'll uh, send them out to you if you complete the full card with extra special uh, kudos if you do it within the 100 day minimum.
2: <laughs> and Mika's in the chat. We are from Finland.
1: Yay. Hello, Miko. Awesome.
2: So,
1: yeah. It has been a fun month. I, I, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm a little hungry. And I haven't cleaned up from my trip yet. Ah, so, yeah. that That's the rest of this night for me.
2: Well, it's certainly been fun talking about, you know, we love talking about challenges, whether it's from you guys. And it's fun to talk about our challenge experiences sometimes. So, Thanks for listening.
1: Yep, The next show will be the first Thursday of September, as always, and it is September 2nd. And the topic will be determined and announced very soon. Until then, stay tuned. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. In chat for joining us live. And uh, remember, once again, e- email us anything that you want. We love hearing from you. Challenge talk podcast at gmail.com. And uh, you might get. Uh, a mention and whatnot on the show (laughs) my brain is just mush right now
2: (laughs) time for some rest well thanks for joining us tonight jeff thanks for getting home just in time
1: (laughs) (laughs) just barely thanks everybody and we'll see you next month
2: good night